0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know everything about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, it's a little sad, and I do a good amount of research for this podcast, but on the other end of the spectrum, doing doing no research, not caring about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here she is, my co-host, as always, Kristen Studdard.
1: C'est moi. It is me, Kristen Studdard. Kristen Studdard. I have arrived knowing nothing about truly what we're talking about today mm-hmm. yeah,
3: beautiful. at all, and being been,
1: surprised by the sound you, of our theme song.
0: These days, you've been even more, I think, in the dark going into these episodes. Truly. Because some often you're we start recording and you don't even know what band we're going to do.
1: I think I know who we're talking about today. <laughs> I'm almost positive I do.
0: Well, we have someone here with us who is going to be talking about that band that we'll get to soon. Uh, our very first guest, who is the child of a former guest. Guest on this podcast' a legacy you might recognize the last name but he recently uh he released a book called going off the story of the juice crew and cold chillin records it's Ben Merlis Ben
2: Marlow thank you thank you very much thank you very much
0: Ben welcome to the show of course your father Bob has been on our show a few times a former nominating
2: committee member and he's a three-peat guest of who cares about the rock hall mm-hmm. podcast the only one am i right about he that he is
1: he's the clapping Out, club of our
2: outside
0: uh, of joey Devine, oh joey that's who's right kind of like a special occasion guest
1: yeah how many has joey been on for probably i mean yeah. he's
0: every draft every yes. but in but we can we can call up joey and he'll he'll do anything we say <laughs> <laughs>
1: he'll even give us his board but we actually
0: have to schedule time with bob yeah uh Yeah, I think he's definitely up there. He's
1: the Clapton Club. He's the only one who's a 3 peak guest, though, I think, In ter- of, Yeah. of our guests. Everybody else is either more So or less. much
0: so that he he's sent his offspring our <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because one of the last times, like the last time he was on the show, he was like, my son listens to your show. He wants to come on and talk about T-Rex. And we were like,
2: okay. Absolutely. Well, one week later... T Rex was nominated exactly, and then you said you're you're getting on the show, man. Yes, that was it.
0: Because what? But by the time Bob had said that, I knew we were gearing up to do these ballot episodes, and I thought, well, if T Rex
2: gets nominated, sure, but otherwise, my dude's gonna have to wait. And I had no idea. I I found out from listening to this podcast that T Rex was nominated. I was in my car driving south on the two freeway to work, and I screamed like, "Yeah! Oh hell yeah! That's great!" (laughs) Did you learn the whole ballot from that episode? Yeah, except that I thought you were at the end of it because I thought it was going to be like 12 and it ended up being what, 14? 16. 16. And I get to work and then we're eating lunch at the office and they start talking about other people and I'm like... What are you talking about?
1: Because who was the final reveal? Was it
2: Whitney? No, yeah. Whitney? Uh, no, it was Pat. It was pa- no, I think it was Pat then Whitney. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hadn't even gotten to Pat or Whitney yet. And yeah. I'm like, wow, every band is like a heavy metal band. This is <laughs> Yeah.
1: Whereas I, in that episode, I'm like, oh, you okay, got as I guess depressed it's, as, it's fine.
0: As depressed so as you've sad. ever been on this show. And the, it wasn't even 5 a.m. <laughs>
2: and then the more imagine the more depressed you got, the more you imagine me in my car driving on the two freeway, like fist pumping, like yeah. Judas fucking praise. Devil so horns.
1: everybody was pumped about this heavy-ass ballot, and I'm <laughs> pumped about it because it's clearing space for my people. It might. It we'll, really we'll might. See, we'll see how that's it goes. My,
0: that's my hope. That is a prediction. We're thinking that a lot of these heavy metal bands and hard rock bands are probably going to split the vote uh, and then potentially clear a lane for Meanwhile, artists. Shaka
1: Khan just... <laughs> ascends the throne.
0: I don't think that'll happen. I don't think so either.
2: have there ever been more than one hip-hop artist nominated simultaneously? Yes, although it seems
0: as though they've stopped doing that. What, who, who, who was it? Who and when? I want to say NWA and Public Enemy were both on the ballot in 2013. And, and only got got one in. got in? And right? Public, Enemy, Public got Enemy got in. in. Ben, you, you had asked about hip-hop artists on the ballot. You just wrote a book about... A hip hop crew, the Juice Crew. I know you've been talking about
2: it a lot to a
0: lot of different outlets.
1: Also, I just like to hear you say the Juice Crew.
2: The the Juice Crew. (laughs) I'm gonna do my three. I'm gonna do my three minutes on on the book I wrote, and then we can get into some other crap. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm
1: curious. I feel like, do you think we could ever do like a Big Daddy Kane episode? Would that be? Do you think that he'll be? I'll allow it. I would be. uh, Would you be be considered? I mean, we we did a fucking episode on Prodigy. Like, there is no, there are no rules.
0: Yeah, for our Uh, podcast. For our
1: podcast. There I would no be. Rules. I mean, there do are you have five f- categories that you have to succeed in in order to possibly get in the hall. But
0: do you? Yeah. I mean, Ben, we can talk about it in terms of the hall a little bit if we want to skew this conversation so that your eyes don't glaze over because you've been talking about I this mean, so I much. I mean, I think
2: there, there's the the reason I didn't try to advocate for anyone I wrote about in my book is that I don't think, at least at this point in time, there's a snowball's chance in hell that any of them are going to get in. Yeah, I mean, anytime maybe soon, strange things are going to happen within the next ten or twenty years, but. I mean,
1: who who are the Juice?
2: So crew? the Juice Crew were a crew that revolved around this uh, radio personality named Mister Magic, and Mister Magic had the first hip hop, before it was even called hip hop, or when it just started to be called hip hop, radio show on WBLS, the first radio show on a commercial station that was. Rap music.
1: Yeah, I've heard of Mr. Magic. He's yeah. very Boys important. Boys talk about Mr. Yeah. Magic yeah.
2: like a lot of the New York. Biggie based. talks about Mr. Magic, and he talks about Marley Marl in that song "Juicy" yeah. at the beginning mm-hmm. of the song.
3: Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack. Mr. Magic, Marley Marl. Mm-hmm.
2: And he's a, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee. There, there. On the I tied uh-huh. it into the Rock <laughs> Hall. You. You, brought it, you brought it back, <laughs> but but then the crew is uh ends up. um So you have Roxanne Shante. Who invents the diss record? At least in the context of rap music, and you have MC Shan, you have Cool G, Rap, and DJ Polo, Big Daddy Kane, Marley Marl is a producer who pioneers a lot of sampling techniques that are taken for granted now.
1: Wait, you said Cool G Rap?
2: Yeah, Cool G Rap.
1: Which is so funny because I th- we just we've really passed the point in history now where. It, like that just sounds like a parody name, Mm -hmm. you know, that sounds like a cool, like what a, um, what like a, a a youth pastor would would say to his right his flock like yeah don't call me
2: father george call me cool g rap
1: exactly because i rap with the l-o-r-d you know (laughs) like it's
2: like well he's the cool genius of rap the g stands for genius so he's the cool genius of rap and this is you know he names himself sometime in the early to mid 80s exactly that's i I mean like it's so well
1: and also that's like a breakthrough that's (laughs) <laughs> fucking cool, you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. And it's like we've we've actually gotten to the point where culture is so saturated by rap that 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 sounds like a like a joke. But right.
2: Mm-hmm. And man, he is the furthest thing from uh, rapping about the Lord that you're ever going to hear. <laughs> I bet. He's I bet. Very gangster, very sexually explicit. Cool, G. <laughs> and <laughs> like the most prominent, probably of the Juice Crew, was Big Daddy Kane. Biz, uh, Biz Markie had the biggest hit with "Just a Friend." Oh, And uh, Big Daddy Kane Had uh, uh, Two gold albums His first two And some of his hits Are Raw And Ain't No Half
3: Stepping."
1: There's a lot of Juice in the crew I mean that's a juicy crew That's a big
0: crew (laughs) And (laughs) it's like That's
1: some juicy juice. That's 100% juice right there. That's not Mm -hmm. not from concentrate. No additives. No half concentrating.
2: Wow. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) the genius, and so they end up all on this label called Cold Chillin' Records. The juice crew kind of runs its course, but the label continues on a little longer, and they sign this guy, the genius, who later rechristens himself Jizza and he forms the, wo- the Wu-Tang Clan. So
1: Wow, the genius is also in uh
2: that, the not, G- not the Juice Crew, but he was on Cold Chillin' Records. Yeah.
1: But I just I mean, I a lot of people ca- throwing the word genius around mm-hmm. in the early days around. The rap. Cool, genius. cool genius. That's <laughs> right. Cool G- yeah. rap. There were
2: two geniuses Yeah. that were at least two geniuses on yeah. Cold Chillin' Records at the same time.
0: And
1: what's funny is when I think of G in terms of rap. I'm always thinking gangsta. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
0: What up, G? Maybe expand your mind a little bit, Kristen. Yeah. Hey. See, I always think genius. <laughs> When someone says, what up, G? I'm like, they're just talking to their genius friend.
1: I have a question, though. Yeah. So is there anything? What do you think about the rock hall? So your dad has been on the nomcom. Like, what was that like? Were you b- taking a bite of the hoagie? Were you under the table crawling around e-
2: eating the drop? <laughs> See, I never would. I, I was never on the nomcom, and I'm not even uh, allowed to vote. I'm a nobody. But
1: uh... <laughs> but you, you've been adjacent. You've seen a ballot IRL
2: yes yes so what uh would you
1: ever pressure your dad yeah, i was when curious you ever had you influence oh it's
2: such a lost cause it's like yeah. he, he <laughs> fucking throws this vote away to todd Rundgren and shit like that i'm just <laughs> kidding he's great he deserves to be in there but but it's like i don't think he voted for ll last year and to me ll is like ll cool j in the b52s like if i could snap my fingers and two people just get in, it, in instantaneously it would be those two agree yeah.
0: yeah so what i wanted to do though was we'll, we'll play you get to play father <laughs> for the, for this this round of this game we'll say it's playing father and I'll give you the ballot okay. which you might already be familiar with but yeah. we'll say we're going to pretend you have a ballot and you get to pick five artists from this this crew this juicy crew Somewhere. Now, are you
1: going to go for the heavy ballot? Then is that what? Are you going to split them you know, ben, all? Let's find I, out. I
0: would predict that you would have a well-rounded ballot. Maybe I'm trying to pressure you, but I get the sense, <laughs> given that you you've already said that you were excited for the metal, but you've also yeah. written a book about a hip hop crew, and the artist you're doing today
2: is outside of both those genres. So, so I'm going to go Biggie. I've got to go Biggie. Or go, go home, Biggie, or, or go, go home. Yeah, you, exactly. you know how it is. <laughs> and um, uh, actually, I thought of, I, I came up with some of the some songs from some of these nominees that you don't hear as often as the hits. So I'm gonna go Biggie, and there's a song he did. It's on his first demo called "Microphone Murderer," where he's rapping over. Blind Alley by The Emotions.
3: And positive.
2: the reason he's doing that is because Ain't No Half Steppin' by Big Daddy Kane has that same sample in it. So, so Some knowledge dropped on you. So Biggie's number one, and then, of course, T-Rex, who we're going to talk about later. There's a great T-Rex song that's from the later years uh, of his career. Um, it's called Jupiter Liar,
3: me? Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. and then I have to go Thin Lizzy. Such an important band, I, and I didn't even—I didn't realize until recently that most Americans only think of them as the Boys Are Back in Town yeah, band. It's true, because they have like twelve albums, and they're all great. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like. It's it's a shame that they're thought of as you know this kind of one hit wonder. But uh, there's a great song uh, by them called "Bad Reputation." Only bring you you
3: turn
2: so how many votes do I have left? You have one? two more. It, yeah. Kraftwerk, the most influential are band ever. Yes, you they are. You asked this <laughs> two days ago.
1: I still forgot.
2: They're,
0: Kristen, I look can't at me. I not believe they're on the ballot. Kristen, again. look at me. I'm look at me. They're on the ballot. I don't want to have to explain this to you again.
1: I can't. I'm telling you, I. <laughs> I cannot believe that. We did, we recorded our last episode two days ago. And, and you asked did this, I very ask exactly?
0: this very
2: question, this very question. So, um, okay, put them
1: in, oh, yeah, put them in obviously. so that I never have to forget put, they're on the ballot again.
2: Craftwork is very influential in electronic music. I would almost go so far as to say that all of electronic music owes a debt to Kraftwerk, even though there was electronic music before Kraftwerk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd agree and, with that statement. And they're and they're and they're very influential in hip hop music. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So which is strange because they're you know white German guys who might actually be robots. No one's quite sure. <laughs> and and yeah. then like you know black people in the Bronx really really yeah, uh, latched onto it. it. Yeah. Um, so they have a song called "She's a Model." She's And I first heard about heard this song uh, because the band Big Black covered it. They covered that song, and he's a whore back to back. Uh, <laughs> he's a whore by Cheap Trick back yeah. to back on one of their albums. The album Songs About Fucking. So, <laughs> oh, so yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Steve Albini. <laughs> exactly, Steve Albini, singer of Big Black. Uh, so I have one vote left. And yes. here's where the vote gets split because I w- there's so many more people I would who are wa- deserving and yeah.
1: Where tell us who your who you if you could give out the rest of, like who is in contention for this fifth
2: slot? In contention for the fifth slot is MC5, Judas Priest, and Motorhead. <laughs> what it really comes down to is who are your favorite five, right? Yeah. Well, that's not how I would approach it. You, really, you'd go you'd I would say a, who does really to deserves objective.
0: to be in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
2: yeah. and not
1: I, me. I pick who are my favorites. Full stop.
2: And I think to a to a to a degree, I have done that because I probably listen to uh, Motorhead more than I listen to Kraftwerk. Well, fuck it. Let's say Motorhead's my fifth vote, but, but I really feel like I'm I'm doing the world a disservice by not giving MC5 a vote uh, because they are one because of the they... linchpins of punk music. A and lot yet... of these bands would not be there without yeah. MC5. Yeah. So fuck it. MC5 Motorhead's oh, going to Motorhead. get in next year.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I mean and MC5 is just never gonna. Um
2: <laughs> You're right. Like, MC5
1: They're going to have to get I mean
0: and, like early influence will they're have gonna to change have to its categories. They're going to get some early influence or yeah. they're going to have Changes. to
1: they're going to call the 7-year rule on them or something like that someday. Which would be they, wild. but I'd love to see it. You know. I'd love to see that 7-year rule come they back. They bring back the 7-year rule for the MC5.
2: So let's do our our deep uh, cut for MC5. Oh, yeah. The
1: Uh so it's Kick Out.
2: The something. It's the nineteen sixty-six single version of Looking At You.
0: Obviously, T-Rex was on your ballot, and you are talking
2: about T-Rex today. I would love to
0: hear from you your personal connection to
2: the band. Well, T-Rex, um, I did not grow up listening to T-Rex as a kid.
1: Bob.
2: Um, it's Bob's Come on, fault.
1: he's out there, he's playing you. <laughs> well, you he's... know what's funny? Leslie R- Ruth Gore. Brown. <laughs> um,
2: my dad has been a, pu- a music publicist since the year 1971, and his very first client was T-Rex. <gasps> Well, he was assigned to T Rex because he, like, he was not work-
1: in my house. <laughs> he was working for
2: Warner <laughs> Brothers, and he and he recalls seeing T Rex perform when Mark Bolin was sitting cross legged and. Um, doing like more acoustic kind of stuff when it was Tyrannosaurus Rex, but he says it was T Rex and hmm. timeline wise that's correct.
0: The, the, sto- the story they've, they tell is that when T when Rex was Tyrannosaurus Rex, it was just Mark Bolin, the lead guy, the lead uh-huh. the singer, guitar player, with an acoustic guitar, guitar, often sitting down, and then next to him a guy named Steve Peregrin took. Who basically uh, drummed on congas on a stool
2: next to him.
1: This is incredibly chill. And this they is... did.
2: Uh, uh, most of the lyrics were revolved around Lord of the Rings and that sort of uh, th- mysticism. Yeah. I am and... feeling
1: <laughs> that I can. I can. I can envision it. I, this cross-legged <laughs> yeah. man is not wearing shoes. Fantasy. There is a. This is a moody blues kind of post-cursor.
0: It almost feels a little Donovan. y oh,
1: oh gosh, yeah, yeah that, that yeah. whole like twenty minute psychedelic intro to a thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, their change from Tyrannosaurus Rex to T Rex just about coincided with their uh, adoption of go electric. electric. Yeah,
2: okay. yeah. T- as Tyrannosaurus Rex, the most notable song would be Deborah. Debbie,
3: Debbie, Debbie, Debbie.
1: You look like a zebra. Get out of here! Wait, they're British though, so it's a little more. Yeah. Uh...
0: And uh, I mean, the, the album that Deborah is off of is <clears throat> "My People Were Fair and Had Sky in Their Hair, but Now They're Content to Wear Stars on Their Brows."
1: Get That's the out name of, of the album. Here. Yeah. Fucking go home, Tyrannosaurus Rex! But when it gets, tiny arms, it get, get out of here.
2: It gets better because they they, str- they start they plug in electric guitars they shorten their name to t-rex and they get a you know a, a, a drummer it. a bass player and you know real a real band a, a real, real band,
1: band. they, they, they turn they trade in that single conga
2: <laughs> if I
0: may uh, f- To give the full context of the studio albums from Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's what I had said. This is going to
1: piss me off. I am not looking forward to it.
0: Prophets, seers, and sages, colon, the angels of the ages.
1: Joe, you saying that, you know what just happened to him? Now he's in a robe. Yeah. He's wearing a I, hooded robe. I
0: have a long white beard. <laughs> We've
1: been transported to Stonehenge. I can't believe this. And then, <laughs> Please turn
0: off the dry ice yeah, machine. <laughs> I wild. can't. I can't turn it off. As as long as I'm saying you albums look like, like. You
1: could bake these albums though with your little yeah. beard right now. All right.
0: Unicorn. And then 1970s... Wait, full
1: stop? Just, just unicorn. unicorn? Oh,
0: God. The 1970s, A Beard of Stars. These
1: were all inspired <laughs> by black light posters. Every single album yeah. title is inspired yeah, yeah. by a black velvet poster.
0: So anyway, I, we, we took a little detour beard there, A Beard of Stars? A Beard of Stars. That's
1: your next comedy album. It could be. A Beard of Stars.
2: Uh, yeah. But things heat up in 1970 because now we wow, have wow. T-Rex. T-Rex, no, Kick ass.
1: they're like we're going electric. We've gotta just change. We're we're changing our name. All right. Mm-hmm. We're putting on shoes. We're standing up.
0: Yeah, we're off the floor. That <laughs> helps plugging in. Yeah, and then they become T Rex. Were <laughs>
1: these little mystical albums for those successful at all?
0: Not really. Okay, I mean we're not
1: gonna like if they got in, we wouldn't have to nod to this time in their career, right?
2: No, that's correct. Okay, yeah, because all the the, indu- the people who would be inducted were right. in this classic uh, T Rex band lineup, um, right? Because they didn't include the
0: Conga Man, Steve Peregrine took in the list of members.
1: Steve Peregrine took sounds like a yeah. hobbit's name. Hey, my name is Steve
0: Peregrine Took. Come with me. Yeah. We are going to
1: visit the
3: village today. <laughs> I
1: mean, truly wild.
2: Yeah, but, but Mickey Finn replaces him, right? And yes. he's he would he, he would be he's in... with the classic. And and he's included. But he's not the drummer, drummer. He's still the conga guy. Because the drummer, drummer is, um, uh, if I can refer to my notes here,
0: more more than anything, Mickey Finn was a visual foil to Mark Boland. They hired him because he was cute.
1: Wait, excuse me. Wait, is Mark Boland unattractive? Mark
0: Boland has a a look to him, but like him with mickey finn it, they just like the pictures of them are like kind of classic pictures and they hired him because he looked he kind of looked like steve peregrine took but he was like a little cuter and <laughs>
1: oh my god how i don't know sad if you got replaced by a cuter version <laughs> of yourself uh, but yeah
0: i mean uh, there's a good amount of t-rex that is concerned with the visuals you
2: know, and that's yeah. a little—that's oh, kind of a because well, they go glam. Thing. They're yeah. a
1: glam rock band. Well, okay, Kristen, I'm catching up. I'm in. All right, now I remember what the episode's about. Here we go.
2: Hear me out. They invent glam rock. It's not they go glam. They invent they invented. it. They
1: go electric and they invent glam.
2: They invent mm-hmm. glam. And and Mark Bolin, who is the central figure of this, and oftentimes when I refer to T Rex, I say. He should, and then I try. I catch myself, and I say they. T Rex is synonymous with the person Mark Bolin. Well, similar They're, to we did, we did a Nine Inch Nails episode recently, there you go. and Same, it's yeah. just you know. like that.
1: Oh, but it's but it isn't though, because Nine Inch Nails just it's is Trent Reznor, and he plays f- all the fully. Things.
0: And there are technically other members of the band T Rex who do play, but Mark Bolin is the creative force, the lead guitar player, the singer, the songwriter. Although there is a drummer. A bass also,
2: the only consistent member of the band from Rep beginning the, to end, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, I think. Is
1: he still alive?
2: No. Oh, well, no. we'll get to that.
1: God dang Sadly. it! Just checking in. We'll get just to that. Just checking in. Nobody's alive on this ballot, so I'm, I'm not shocked. It's just um, dang,
2: and, and especially in the case of the the T in the T Rex story, very very few people are alive. Whoa. <laughs> In fact, I was surprised to find out that anyone is still alive.
1: Is Peregrine Took still alive? Because if he is, then just put him in.
2: No, uh, yeah, it, I don't think Took. Oh, Drummer not. Bill Legend, to my knowledge, is the only one. The Bill legend, legend, the Legend remains. That's a, legend. Looking,
1: that's a great name. These guys all have really good names.
2: And and Mark going back about Mark Boland, he was born Mark Feld. So he's Mark Feld. He decides to. Uh, be a folk singer when the whole Bob Dylan craze happens in the mid '60s. So he changes his name to Toby Tyler, and he p- he puts out his single, it's "Toby Tyler," yeah. it, and it sounds like fake Bob Dylan. Oh mm-hmm.
1: my God! Also, the name Toby Tyler. That's again. That's just a straight up parody character right there. Like, mm-hmm. hey y'all, I'm Toby Tyler. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. <laughs> and he joins a, a, a he joins a psychedelic rock band in the, in probably around sixty seven or so called John's Children. And then he leaves John's yes. Children to do Tyrannosaurus Rex and then walks does... out on
1: John's Children, yeah. Yeah. And like it's, so many yeah. have. I mean,
2: <laughs> we talk about Bob Dylan. It's unconfirmed,
0: but. Uh, Some theories are Bolin The name comes from B-O From Bob And then L-A-N From Dylan Oh it's spelled Cutting like Cutting out that?
2: the middle B-O-L-A-N oh. Cutting out the middle man. And so wow. is that
1: also Why he went electric He's like If Dylan's doing <laughs> it I'm plugging in too
2: Well timeline wise It's much later Than Dylan going electric <laughs> oh, Maybe five yeah. years yeah. You so it took that him a theory. a had
1: to get across the pond. The
2: theory's a little shaky. They're both Jewish, too. I don't know if that's either here nor there. But Mark uh,
1: Boland. It's just interesting. T- why didn't he go back to his regular name? What's his right name? F- Feld?
2: Yeah, Feld. F-E-L-D.
1: That's a fine name. Am I crazy? Mark I Feld. Feld.
0: Mark Feld. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Mark he wanted- Feld. That's good. I think there's also something of creating this persona there is something about that especially when you see the way he is on stage it's like he's he's creating a persona he's trying to create a rock star who is not the person he was as a kid
1: man I really missed out on that as someone I'm I'm sure you can't identify Joe Quazala but as someone with a difficult last name it's like I could have just chosen anything and I Mm -hmm. I didn't and now it's too late (laughs) Like, it's fully now too I'm late. I'm locked in. You're what too, fa- of, you're too w- famous. What
2: kind of name is KwaZala? KwaZala is a Polish name. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's very Polish. You see that many consonants in a row. You're like,
2: that. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be, I mean, Czech. Uh, there's a lot of consonants in a row in the Czech language. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very true. My roommate's last name.
0: Well, I feel like, Ben, we are flirting with the categories already, Right.
2: Yeah, but we can talk I about I want
1: to hear the story of T Rex. Yeah, we're we just down the... to hear it. So they've gone electric. What happened? They've
2: gone electric, and here's what happens instantaneous smash hit singles and albums in the UK, one after the other, after the other, starting with the very first single, just right out the gate. Bam! Huge. In fact,
1: did they start doing glam? So when did that happen? As soon as they plugged in, like, just makeup appeared on their faces? Like, how did it happen? When
0: they were on top of the pops, uh, there was, like, a little bit of glitter underneath Mark Boland's eyes. And they said that's, like, the the true birth moment of the movement.
1: Now, do was that an accident? Did someone just, like, you know, kiss his cheeks and they had <laughs> glitter on them and then well, it, what, you well, know? Well, the story is
0: that it was not his choice. It was, I mean, it was just someone who was, was a. Like, no,
1: Mom, Mom we're going to get some glitter yes. on those cheeks. come on. No, it was just a like a,
0: someone who was part of his team or whatever, or like a friend who just, like, kind of dabbed him under there and then that was that. that's
1: like you know that's just like someone on cocaine just being like mark <laughs>
0: honey come here mark
1: come here come here <laughs> and just like I a little maybe it was just cocaine that was shining
0: Ooh, on, you never new, know a, wild i'm
1: just trying in to episode. invent a, a fun a fun moment for when when the, so they, he has just a little bit of glitter and then how does it evolve
0: i don't know that it gets like full glitter i mean like his his choice of apparel uh and being then a part of the movement with other glam bands. I don't know. I mean, he, he like
1: wore Roxy makeup music. Like where's what's happening in this like time? What's the timeline? I mean, he's a contemporary
2: them? of Bowie. Okay. He's a contemporary of Slade's Sweet. uh, a little bit before Roxy Music, David Bowie already has "Space Oddity" out. That was a hit in 1969, I think.
1: And he had makeup on, but he was being an alien.
2: Yeah, but not not yet. No, I don't think he really did look like. I think I think you would not have Ziggy Stardust without T Rex. Wow. Yeah. And in fact, David Bowie really wears his uh, Mark Bolin T Rex influence on his sleeve, and I have. A few documents to back that up. <laughs> wow, okay, we'll, get them oh, uh, okay,
1: we'll get to that with influences. I later. guess I'm just want to yeah. know about. I, I'm just curious about, like the kind I mean, of. He was like, one of the, the first and most
0: prominent uh, artists to be wearing like eye makeup, like uh, as as a male. So he's rock wearing star. like eyeliner. Yeah, he's absolutely. got
1: some business happening. I'm into mm-hmm. it very much. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think we can probably get to the rest of this story, Ben, as we get into the categories. I think that will actually okay. work perfectly. I, really I love it. Because at any point, you can, you know you can chime in. You know how this goes. But, yeah, we're going to go through these categories yeah. uh, and see how T-Rex stacks up after the break. We'll Bye. be right back. <music> Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break... You discussed You found
1: somebody To give you a login To the streaming platform Of your choice
0: Yeah Maybe you found a login For Comedy Central And you can watch My Comedy Central Stand-Up Presents Half-Hour Special That's accessible that way And not a ton of other Not a lot
1: ways. of other ways or You can you watch can, Little clippies of it On YouTube that's And true. you
2: need a Netflix uh, password So you can watch Kristen On a show called I Think, I, you, should I think should leave. you Should Leave I Think You Should Leave We're out there on your screens. Honey, we're
1: there. Also, apparently, I'm in a Bank of America commercial that is airing almost exclusively on Snapchat. So if you're on Snapchat, (laughs) you can see me. I have not seen it. I do not uh, go on Snapchat very often. But my 24-year-old sister
0: sent me
2: some screenshots. You can bank with us even if you're a millennial. It's... (laughs) It's lit. It's lit, guys. <laughs> All
0: right. Let's talk about T-Rex. T-Rex became eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the 1994 induction ceremony, which means that they do count the Tyrannosaurus Rex releases. Uh, they have never been on a they ballot before. do
1: count the Tyrannosaurus Rex releases. As eligibility
0: eligibility yeah it would be (laughs) later if they were only i know Kristen's steaming i
1: really don't like it they
0: became eligible in 94 they've never been on a ballot and this is their first ballot this year and no other hall connections because just about everybody is dead and has been dead for a long time uh and they're they're so not there's no version of this band that could perform that given the way that the hall has gone recently i did not think they would wind up on the ballot. Just because they have stayed away from dead artists in the past few years, and then
1: they were like, "Bring them yeah. all!" Yeah, out no, this it, it does year. feel trot, like trot, yeah. trot. it truly
0: does feel like, like this year they're like, "Well, maybe we'll try one year where everyone is dead."
2: <laughs> and also, they they seem to have had in the past a bias against acts British. from the UK. Yeah, last year was 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 fame. seemed like a correction. There was mm-hmm. a lot of British artists sure that was. got in, and this year. There are a lot of. I know Kristen refers to them as sweeping out the seventies. Yes, but we if, are
1: sweeping out the seventies. But if you
2: think about it in terms of, well, finally these British people are getting on the ballot. Yes, yeah. that that that's, so that
1: they can totally not care. They're not show up. <laughs> that's right. What is this? Some sort of corridor. I don't understand.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into the categories. Critical acclaim is the first category. Uh, and I think T Rex does well in terms of uh, critical adoration. Uh, they get high marks. You now might say. here's the
1: thing about T Rex, they sound cool. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a, it's, an a good, it's a incredible rock name, great rock name. They sound like they just kick ass. You hear the name T Rex, you're like, that sounds cool. That yeah. definitely sounds like a let's, rock and roll band. Party. They're probably cool. Uh, mm-hmm. They probably kick ass. You know, that's. That-
2: and they do. It's truth in advertising. I mean, they sound cool when you put on the record. And, and whereas they kick ass. Tyrannosaurus
1: Rex <laughs> does not sound yeah, as cool. Yeah, it becomes
2: a mouthful. yeah. It's, yeah Just like that. many
1: of their album titles when they were that good, band. Good God. Uh were they were people like loving them when they first came out? Were yeah. people like Oi.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if they were saying oi. They probably were. Oi. Right. Do enough.
1: this new one? <laughs>
0: Uh, but I think especially they had kind of a heyday and that heyday was, uh, popularity and, uh, critical acclaim
2: from, from 70 to 73. That was the heyday of T-Rex. Um, was
1: now were, were they big over here yet or was it only wouldn't over there? I would say
2: big. I mean, they
0: were so big in the UK that they never achieved anything even a, Fraction of that success here. I mean, they they had songs that were popular, but I mean, they were in at the at their heyday in the UK, were selling like fifty thousand records a
2: day. Whoa, like this something is like really insane. And
1: that's a small island. I've been there. <laughs>
2: uh... Is that right? Interesting. <laughs> anyway, Ben, Beetle. Well, this kind of ties into um, commercial success. But we'll get to commercial success. Yeah, and then so I'll...
0: fucking canon.
2: <laughs> well, one of the ways we can determine. As you know, a group's
0: or an artist's uh, critical acclaim ties into the next category, classic albums, which is Is T Rex anywhere on the list of the top 500 albums on Rolling Stone?
1: So, what's happening with their albums? Can you tell me about their albums? Yeah, we Absolutely. didn't even fill what's her going her in. Yet. On? Yeah. So,
0: right, I'll give I, you. I, so you were just I gave you I gave I gave you the Tyrannosaurus March. Rex uh, yeah. albums, which we don't have yeah, to. Yeah, let's think never about. speak of them again. Uh, they had a self titled. In 1970. And then they re- the big breakthrough was 1971, Electric Warrior. That's the
2: classic album. It
1: also sounds like it kicks ass. Uh, right. I'd say That's either a great t- album title or a
2: terrible one. <laughs> it's one of two classic albums, the other one being the one after that, The Slider. Right. But I'm, I'm not sure which one sold better. Probably Electric Warrior. And then they had an album called Tanks. T A N X.
1: Yes. Yes. Put in the X. Do that.
0: Which was also popular, but that's where the slide started to happen. And I didn't not even think of it up.
2: until right now. The name of the album is T Rex Tanks. <gasps> yeah.
0: And that's like, when they started their great decline.
2: Like, this is where T Rex tanks. This yeah. is it. Yeah. That's where they start to the tank. And then I And mean, it's still a good album. I don't And care then if it didn't I so.
0: mean as they start to slide is when the album titles are not as good. Uh, Zinc Alloy and the Hidden Writers of Tomorrow. No! No! <laughs> also a good album. I don't care what anyone thinks. Zinc
1: Riders and the Zinc, Hidden Alloys excuse, of Tomorrow. Kristen,
0: please be respectful. It's Zinc Alloy and the Hidden Writers of Tomorrow. I
1: switched the word Alloy and Writers. <laughs>
0: uh Yeah, and that was they he was criticized for maybe aping Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders. Could from it Mars, be. But he has claimed that Zinc Alloy was a name that he had used and wanted to use prior to all that
2: and also there, without T-Rex there would have been no Ziggy yeah. Stardust and the Spiders from Mars no way it
0: does seem like Zinc Allen, and the Hidden Riders of Tomorrow and Ziggy Stardust and <laughs> the Spiders like from Mars <laughs> is like
1: final tab version learning about
0: no know- knowing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then finding out about Biker Mice from Mars <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just okay this is I see where this is coming from
1: is Biker Mice from Mars a real thing
0: yes I know but it sounds like <laughs> I'm making a, a a parody of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Light of Love Bolin's Zip Gun Futuristic Dragon and Dandy in the Underworld round out the rest of their dandy studio albums Dandy in
1: the Underworld <laughs> Dandy in the Underworld Oh we've got to Dandy in the oh, Underworld do we? Hades
0: Look <laughs> oh. we've got some sort of Dandy <laughs> oh, This Dandy's come to the Underworld
1: now We've
0: to take special care of the Dandy I suppose <laughs> Get the special pitchfork <laughs> Alright uh, but really, it's those. Electric Warrior and Slider are the two classics. Do you guys think any of those are on Rolling Stones? Well,
1: it sounds like Electric Warrior is.
2: Okay. What do you think, Ben? I plead the fifth because when I was trying to see if they had critical acclaim, I accidentally saw the answer to this question. Okay, great. Kristen, where do you think
0: it is on the on the list? Because it is on the list. Electric Warrior.
1: Two, eighty, three. I thought you
0: were just going to say
2: Two. <laughs> <laughs> I was like are you yeah, kidding
1: me
2: <laughs> It goes Sergeant Peppers
1: <laughs>
0: and then
2: Electric <laughs> Warrior Warrior
1: <laughs> Everyone knows.
2: I would have no problem with that
1: Oh
0: uh, so except you...
2: that Electric Warrior should be above Sergeant Pepper and I'm not Ooh, kidding
0: Oh, Girl <laughs> Okay <Just laughs> So do
2: you do you know where it is on the list too
0: Or do you want to guess oh, I think it's 160 <laughs> It is 160 And you said wow. what 280 I said
1: 283 I was uh, way out poor there
0: Poor showing for Kristen Damn You know I want
1: well, you know that in my brain I thought maybe 173 as well but I said two We'll just have to trust you hey
0: (laughs) but yeah that is definitively a classic album uh according to rolling stone and others and then people would throw the slider up there as well 160 huh yeah
1: high that's high it's higher than i should have known better uh because that they are so rock and
2: roll and they are of the of the rolling stone era yeah yeah that era and and it's not just that they are I think you nailed it. They are so rock and roll. And what happens in the late 60s going into the 70s is you get a move a shift away from basic rock and roll music. And T-Rex is a return to basic rock and roll structures. Yep. And but with a modern edge to it. It's not recreating Chuck Berry, but it is definitely a a tip of the hat to Chuck Berry and the like. I'm so there. that really scores well with Rock and roll purists. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it those is
0: rock journos. Straight up rock and roll. Yeah. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the next category, iconic or recognizable songs. In America and maybe anywhere, the big song is Bang-A-Gong. That is a song everyone knows regardless of if you even know it's by T-Rex. You've heard Bang a Gong in parentheses. Get it on.
1: Get it on. And that song is a very... It's got a really notable opening to it. It's like one where often you'll be doing an over-the-shoulder shot, like of somebody walking, walking into, into a bar it, yeah, in a right. movie. You know, it's and so like, there's
0: voiceover. I'm like, yeah, huh, that's me.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like that's now, me. six I days your... ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly, and it's it's an opening that they have gone back to. Several times in their career, that like kind of riff is like the T.
2: Rex riff. Did they They'd ever
1: it. use it in a commercial with like new words or anything? You know, like
2: Swiffer on. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely yeah. in a lot of commercials. Like, I don't know if they changed the words. Yeah, I
1: wonder if they have ever done that. The, the, Make the 90s... it dawn. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but the other songs you might have heard by T. Rex are "20th Century Boy."
3: To see you
1: So kicks, yeah, out.
0: you know it. And that is a song I but, feel like I heard in a commercial not yeah. long ago,
2: yes. for like whiskey I, or something. I think you're right, yeah, and then Children of the Revolution. <laughs>
1: A lot of people have covered that song, right? Because I did not. I don't know that I knew it was by T. Rex, and I. But I couldn't tell you who I've heard it covered by.
2: Violent Femmes.
1: It's probably the Violent Femmes that I heard it covered by. (laughs) If I'm being honest,
2: I
0: I think you may. One of their first big, if not their first big song, "Hot Love." You know, Cosmic Dancer, I think, got a lot of play because it was in Billy
1: Elliot.
0: And then I Mambo Sun, I think, it, that was the first track in Electric Warrior. I think is a recognizable one.
1: I mean, this just sounds like so many other things. Like, oh my god, you can hear their influence. What the
0: hell? (laughs) Yeah, I'd say Jeepster, which is on Electric Warrior. We said rabbit fighter already.
1: No, No, rabbit fighter?
0: Yeah, I think rabbit fighter is. The thing is, there is a huge jump from Bang-A-Gong to the rest of these songs uh, in America. Yeah. Like, if you're kind of... Like, these are songs that uh, KCSN will sometimes play, but, like, no other radio station would would probably play this. That sounds right. I think worth mentioning is Metal Guru. Yes. Because of the song it sounds like, and I'm going to see if you can... I'm going to play the song, see if you can tell me, because the band that has done a song that sounds like this has cop to ripping it off. Oh. So I want to see if you can tell.
3: Mm.
0: Any idea?
1: No, I mean, it, no. It's not going to be like Oasis. No,
0: but I'm gonna I'm gonna play the song.
1: Oh my gosh wow i never made that connection, I
0: never yeah. made that connection. wow yeah. it's yeah the smiths have have been like i think even they were like kind of copying it and then morrissey told johnny Marr like no no, no that's not how they play this part he's like well then we're just doing the full song but yeah <laughs> wow. it sounds a yeah. lot like panic so i think that's kind of a hold up though for t-rex when it comes to american audiences is there's kind of just
2: the one song but yeah people aren't sure about the other songs mm-hmm. their first ten, their other body work their first 10 singles in the uk were top 10 singles and four of those were number one singles and four of those were number two singles they were the biggest thing in the uk since the beatles and of course we're only talking about a six month period <laughs> <laughs> right. between the beatles breaking up and t-rex you know putting out their first single mm-hmm. but going
0: from Beatlemania to
2: t-rex to see
1: T Rex to see? Yep. Hell, fucking yeah! That's I, that's, that's, what's up. that's what's up. That, that is... people need to do stuff like that again. What do we got? <laughs> what? Come on, uh, Ariana Grande Grande minion. Grandamonium. Grandamonium. Ari- yeah. Ariana Grandamonium. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh,
0: next category, <laughs> yeah, is commercial success, and I mean we're already talking about it. Especially in the UK, it was just hit after hit, number one after number one, and if and if t-rextasy. not a number one, it was true T Rex to see. I'm fucking. It was here true T Rex to see, and then in America, you know, it wasn't quite as big i mean bang a gong was a hit and, You know some of these records were like the slider went to number 17 electric warrior was number 32 but it was it just wasn't as much there was no t-rex to see happening yeah stateside but this commercial success and we'll tie this in the next category longevity it was not long lasting i mean it was huge it burned bright they peaked early
2: and you know about this this uh, film born to boogie it's a concert film directed yes, by ringo star ringo star decides t-rex is so clearly the next beatles and now that the beatles have broken up i'm going to direct a movie about t-rex like a concert film yeah but it has little skits in it yeah and and, and elton john is in it too performing with with t-rex what? so the <laughs> playing, the old yeah. guard is decides like it's they so obvious them. this is yeah. the next thing mm-hmm. that happens.
1: Were they kids? Like how old were they when Pretty all this young. was happening?
0: I mean, Early yeah, I mean 20s. Mark Boland died at 29, which was 77.
2: So when he was probably 24 or something when Damn. that movie was made. Yeah. Um and then the so in the wait, UK, wait, what's
1: this movie called? Born to Boogie. Born
2: to Boogie. Born to Boogie. You can get that on it DVD. Why does it call that?
1: What's happening? Is well, that you, one you of the songs? You watch it
2: and you'll song.
1: Born to Boogie. <laughs> you would
0: be like, I am born to boogie. I <laughs> feel
1: <laughs> like they were born to boogie. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's
0: it's like a three year period of like out of control success, and then what happened was, and Mark Boland would have and often argued against this, but. They didn't really change shit up. It was a lot of the same types of sounds and same,
2: didn't really evolve.
1: If you were going to learn anything from the Beatles, it would be to change and
2: evolve. I and, think. But if you were going to learn anything from ACDC, it would be to not ever change that is a true. damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what do you do? What do you do? But yeah,
0: they, they kept a very similar sound and it just seemed like audiences got bored with
2: it. This and- is the divergence between Mark Boland and David Bowie, because David Bowie's evolving, everything is different, every album, he's yeah. doing something different. And Mark Bolin is just pounding that same nail into the ground. And he falls off commercially, he gets hooked on drugs, he gains a lot of weight, and then kinda towards the end of his life, um he gets off drugs, loses a bunch of weight Goes on tour with the Damned opening because the Damned are this new punk band. Wow! Punk is this new thing. Punk
3: is this new thing thing? that's taking over. And their
2: god is Mark Bolin. Make no mistake about it. And David Bowie, and he kind of makes a little bit of a comeback. Not, um, I don't know about commercially, but who's to say? Yeah, not quite. Who's to say? And wife Gloria Jones, who you might know from the song "Tainted Tainted Love" Love. and the original version.
0: I don't think they were officially married, but it was okay, almost like a common married. law thing. They
2: had a kid, Roland, yes, Bolin, Roland who, Bolin, who I no, used to know.
1: No, his name is not Roland
2: Roland Bolin.
1: Bolin. See, I'm for a lot of things, and <laughs> this seems like you're like, is she's probably going to love that. I love it as a concept. I hate it in practice. I don't feel do that to yeah. someone. Roland Bolin. Roland I mean, Bolin. one of my favorite books is Catch-22, and the the character Major, 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 Major is one of my favorite <laughs> jokes in the whole book. Right,
2: but don't make but someone's don't life a do joke. don't do that
1: in real life. Yeah. Do not do that. You
2: knew Roland, Bolin? Roland I, Bolin? I knew Roland Bolin when he lived in L.A. I don't know what happened. I think he moved to New York. This is many years ago, early yeah. 2000s. Uh-huh. And I remember being at... A par- a Halloween party and they were playing "Tainted Love" by Soft Cell and he goes, "I'm sorry, I have to go in. This is my mom's song." and he like <laughs> yeah, yeah Roland and,
1: Bolin. Yeah, he was a That's nice guy. It's a hard name, Roland yeah. Also, when you consider too that the name Bolin was constructed out of col- out of whole cloth, you right? Know, yeah, it, was like... uh-huh.
0: it didn't. That didn't have his last <laughs> yeah. name could have been Feld. Yeah, and it, it could have t- been was, I yeah. guess, but
2: uh, but here's what happens. Now, even though Mark Bolin has many, many songs about cars, such as Buick McCain, Cadillac, Jeepster, Jeepster, the Children of the Revolution has the lyric, I drive a Rolls-Royce because it's good for my voice, he doesn't know how to drive. Gloria Jones is driving both of them home from a party in the wee hours of the morning in somewhere around the neighborhood of September 1977, and she hits a tree and he dies, and it's a wonder how she lives because there's photos of what the car looks like, and it's like someone lived. It's it's a gruesome. Yeah, it's accident. like that car is nothing. There's nothing left. It's just a pile of metal like twisted metal anyway that's the you know that's the tragic end of of mark boland wow
1: so he gets his life back together and he's kind of like on the beginning of an upswing
0: but yeah who who knows then the other members of the band steve curry the bass player dies in 81 uh, the steve peregrine took who used to be in the band dies in 1980 Uh, Mickey Finn dies in 2003. The only living uh, member is the drummer, Bill Legend. And it should be said that this is the classic era, those members, but there were other people who were in the group after the classic era, but it's just from albums that... People don't pay as much attention to, and that's why Gloria Jones, who was technically a part of the band for the, some of those albums, and
1: oh, did you think that she was going to be included? I thought
0: initially that she might be, just because she was on so many of those albums. But they, I get that they are from the lost period. Woman
1: of color? Yeah,
0: she is a black woman. At first, I was thinking that she should have been included with T Rex, but after kind of digging in a little bit more into in terms of the records that they were making at their peak, and then kind of how the other records were received. I get it that she's not included. Neither is Dino Dinas or... That's funny. A guy whose name was basically Dino was in (laughs) T-Rex. And then a guy named Davey Lutton who... They were kind of members of the group In a lost period for T-Rex
2: But what you actually hear on those records The two most important factors Are Mark Bolin himself And Tony Visconti The producer of mm-hmm. the big hit records Yeah He's a very well-known producer Yeah, I've heard his yeah. name What else does he it David was Bowie, Bowie Thin Lizzy Yeah Yeah
1: there you have He's it. A,
0: an American guy too.
1: It's wild too to have Thin uh, Lizzy and T Rex on this ballot at the same time, not because of their genres necessarily, but because but lizard of, and a lizard, <laughs> a lizard and the lizard.
0: <laughs> oh, never No, of that. but
1: because like they are the same. I would say level of breakthrough you know for the u.s kind
0: of similar stories
1: and similar sto- from an I mean, american there's a perspective lot happening americans yeah. know
0: one song but if you dig into it there's a large catalog of great music yep. and with a lead singer who died young
1: and hugely influential in ways that we maybe don't understand or appreciate. on the surface yeah yeah
0: i agree with that i think that's true Well, let's talk about influence and innovation that's the uh next category we've touched on it already a little bit um. uh nearly anyone who was in Britain and young and wanting to make music was influenced by Mark Bolin. You you hear that
2: from a lot of people. And and people who were in their mid-teens in 1972 were in their late teens, early 20s in 1977. And who were those people? Punk rockers. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. And I mean... With
0: an X. Right, what glam rock did... I mean, anyone who was doing glam, Mark was the godfather of it. And then punk uh, and... Even if you think of like the kind of the glam rock resurgence in the '80s,
2: it all goes back to T Rex, and we don't even have to go that far into the future from the uh, point at which T Rex begins because, like, like I said earlier, they invent glam rock, so the influence is huge straight out the gate. And as far as the David Bowie thing goes, uh, David Bowie has Mark Boland play guitar on a song called "The Prettiest Star." and i think they had this rivalry going on between them and there was some sort of rift and um the song lady stardust by david bowie is actually about mark bolin In fact, the original title of the song was "He Was All Right." Parentheses: A song for Mark. Whoa! Wow. So, yeah, and that and it
1: was renamed "Lady Stardust." Yeah.
2: It does. What's happening there? Um, some a little bit of gender bending. Okay, which is one of the trademarks of the does glam he, movement. Does
0: David Bowie do that? <laughs> is that
2: something <laughs> David Bowie does?
0: Huh.
2: <laughs> and uh, David Bowie writes the song "All the Young Dudes," which becomes a huge hit for Mott the Hoople, where he where one of the lyrics is I need TV because I got T-Rex. Oh,
3: I need TV when I got T-Rex. Oh, brother, right.
2: like I need to own a television set so I can see T-Rex on the TV set. And then this is also extremely sad. Mark Bolan had a television show in the UK. It was like a variety show and he had uh guests on it. A lot of them were uh, punk bands. The Dam, Generation X, The Jam was on it. And the very last scene of the very last episode it's him doing a duet with David Bowie, and they're both singing and playing the guitar, and Mark Bolin falls off the stage oh. and it isn't and then he dies a week later, and it's aired later that month, what? so when people see it on t v and him falling off the stage, he's already dead, yeah, Oof. and it's kind of like. there's the story
1: stage in a okay is is it sad is it i've seen the footage
2: it's just it's almost
0: like he doesn't like face plant he just kind of like trips a little bit and then off the lip of the stage but then is able to come back up and you did you see david bowie is singing with him
2: and is kind of laughing they're both kind of laughing about it but like, it's
0: it's not a great moment. Yeah, it, <laughs> you know, kind
2: of. It's it's like there's the story of Bolin and Bowie right there in a oh nutshell. My yeah, yeah. Oh
1: my
0: God, it is. It's very yeah, symbolic. And
1: like, you know, I'm sure he left the studio that day, being like, "Well, uh, you know, I got plenty of time to make new images for the public."
2: <laughs> yeah. No. You
1: know. Oh, I don't then, like it.
2: And then uh, a lot of goth uh, music is influenced by T Rex. You have the band Bauhaus covers. Uh, Covering Telegram, Sam, Susie and the Banshees covers, I want to say 20th Century Boy. Yeah, actually, 20th Century Boy, the song, has been covered by Def Leppard, Ty Siegel... The Replacements Susie and the Banshees Scott Weiland Solo (laughs) Power Man 5000 Girls School I
1: remember when The Power Man 5000 Mm. Version Came out Big Oh yeah In the like Was that the late 90s Or something like that Yeah Uh, that feels There's no other time (laughs) I mean that's it Right
2: (laughs) Adam Lambert Also covers 20th Century Boy So there you see The 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 diaspora Yeah Yeah, The breadth of The influence of T-Rex You have Def Leppard You have heavy metal bands Punk bands college rock bands goth bands and then whatever the fuck you want to call Power Man 5000 (laughs) Monster Monster (laughs) Rock and Johnny Thunders covers The Wizard Get It On is covered by Blondie Power Station Duran Duran Culture Club so you're looking at this kind of 80s new romantic thing Mm -hmm. which is a a nod to glam rock specifically to T-Rex Get It On, also covered by Ministry, Santana, The Joe Perry Project, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Buick McCain was covered by Danzig, Guns N' Roses on their album The, sp- the Spaghetti Incident. Oh. No, 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 and no, no.
0: Sp- Album's called The Spaghetti Incident? The Spaghetti Incident, question <laughs>
2: mark. <laughs> and The Melvins. So it's just like, it's, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's I have everywhere. lots more. I know, it's everywhere. And there was going to be a T-Rex tribute album that may still come out. It was announced last year. I think they expected it to come out by now but there seems to be maybe some sort of roadblock but the artists that were supposed to be on that was U two foo fighters uh red
2: hot chili peppers kesha my understanding is that a t-rex documentary is being made right now and they want them to come out coincide con- concurrent with each other.
0: oh yeah. that's that makes, cool. that makes yeah. perfect sense the last category most important one does my mom know who they are and my mom says
1: Yes. Yeah, my mom definitely does. Yeah. My mom was in high school in 1977, so I feel like she 100% was enjoying T-Rex. So your
2: mom's a lot younger than my mom. Um, So maybe my mom well here's the thing my dad was their publicist so even if my mom knew it's skewed it tells us nothing
0: (laughs) but I do think people know I mean it's like you said they're mentioned in all the young dudes they're mentioned in a lot of songs there's a song by The Who called You Better You Bet (laughs) to the side So, yeah, I mean, they have, they're in the culture, even if the songs aren't being played on American radio that much.
2: Oh, do you know who this person, King Princess, is? Yeah, yeah. she was just on SNL. She cites T Rex as an inspiration huh. in a recent article in Vice. Yeah. Uh, Well, are we ready for our verdict? We're ready. Now let's go. Okay. Do it. Should they be in the Rockmore
0: Hall of Fame? Will they? If so, when will it happen? And will it be this year? We'll start with Kristen.
1: Here's what's up T Rex. You got me. All right. I think they should be in. <laughs> they will get in. There's no way we're going to sweep out the 70s without them getting in the dustbin. Like, that's not happening. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be this year. I think they have a chance for it being this year. But I I just think, like I said, with like the thin Lizzie split and then you also have, I, I mean, th- they have a. Better chance than Thin Lizzy, I think. Okay,
0: that's where we're putting it. <laughs> but
1: I, but I just don't think it's going to be this year. I think they're going to get caught in the, um, in the in the vote share. I think they're going to, you know, get third party candidated out of this one. Okay. And I'm sorry to say it, I do think they'll be in within the next five years. I think they, they I think they'll probably get on the ballot again next year and maybe get in mm-hmm. if they kind of, you know, clear a little lane for them.
0: Okay. Thank you, Kristen.
2: Ben, what do you think? Obviously, you think they should. Obviously, I think they should. Uh, I think they will get in. I think they probably won't get in this year. But that documentary will come out within the next oh, two yeah, the years, duck. and so then within the next three years they will get in. <laughs> okay. That documentary is going to push it over over the yeah. edge. Well,
1: and then that album too, the covers album. Then the covers that album
2: was, is, that all yeah. comes out, and we we're we have round two of T Rex to see, and this, you have, this time in America, and you have Bono inducting them, and T-rex yeah, what is the
1: see? But this time it's called Molly, which is weird. Hmm.
2: Yeah, T <laughs> Molly, Tear uh, Molly.
1: Weird. Um,
0: Okay, Uh, I want to take a moment to acknowledge I had written something for Vulture recently, which was uh, artists who had never been on the ballot. And it's like a shame. Right. And I had to write the article before the ballot came out. They wanted it to come out after the ballot. So I had to just kind of guess who wasn't going to be on there. And I wrote about T-Rex and then it had to be taken. So it didn't end up in the article because they wound up on this year's ballot. Right. I want to take a moment to quickly read what I to wrote. share
1: what if I, I could... wrote with the class. Case
0: yeah. for induction, you've got to be pretty great to be name-checked in songs by three current Hall of Famers, The Who, The Ramones, and David Bowie. Along with Bowie, and argu- arguably before, T-Rex ushered in the glam rock movement, which dominated the 70s music scene in the UK and influenced many other genres to come. Their 1971 masterpiece album, Electric Warrior, is chock full of distorted riff bangers like Mambo Sun, Jeepster, and the all-time classic Get It On. And their sound is timeless. The opening chords to 20th Century Boy... Feel like they could be from a new Black Keys release. So, I think they obviously should get in. That was my bite-sized argument before this episode even started. Uh, I think they will get in. I do think it's going to be this year. Yeah? I think T-Rex appeals to the same voters that the zombies did. They are an artist from that era, from the early 70s, that a lot of voters will know. And they will go, okay, I know T-Rex. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about some of the voters who are getting up there in the years, right? I don't know who Biggie is. Whitney Houston isn't rock and roll, blah, blah, blah. I think it's going, T-Rex is going to appeal to a lot of voters, especially a lot of voters who want a sense of order. Mm-hmm. T-Rex is going to be at the top of the heap. They're earlier than most of the other names on the ballot. What also, a- if you are from the U.K., you cannot look at a ballot and not check yeah, T Rexes. All the members of
1: Def Leppard are going to vote for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they more or less right. said of so course. during their speech yeah. last year. I mean, it was in their package. Joe Elliott talks about T Rex. He saw T Rex and he was like, "That's what I want to do."
1: Okay, question: Are are they the oldest band on the ballot?
0: Technically, MC Five was before them by okay. a few years. Yeah, but I think T Rex gets both the old timer <laughs> slot and a little bit more name recognition than mc5 yeah and they've never been on the ballot so it's that thing we see with fyns quite a bit where it's been so long and then finally for the first time they're on the ballot oh my god of course i'm voting for t-rex see them.
1: do you think that they have a better chance of getting in than soundgarden do you think i would equal? say so yes you th- okay. wow
0: i would huh yeah. why
2: why do you think that
0: I mean, just, I think it, they appeal to every British person voting, and they also just appeal to a lot of rock purists and a lot of the Rolling Stone set who really idolize. The 60s and 70s
1: yeah saying that really does kind of put a finer point on it of all of those of all the bands that are kind of like vote sharing they maybe have the biggest cross appeal
0: i don't even think of them necessarily as like heavy metal
1: no they're not heavy metal that's what i mean like but but they are definitely guitar driven Mm -hmm. rock and roll music and
2: and they, they influenced might, heavy metal right they, and so they might everything. have
1: the biggest so they i i, I feel crossover like they're they have a better chance than now that i'm thinking about the other bands like they have a better chance than motorhead they yeah. have a better chance than thin lizzie they have a better. i mean so do, that's
0: yeah that's how i feel about it i think yeah. they are they're currently who i would predict to wind up inducted wow yeah. i hope you're right i hope i'm right yeah. too uh, oh,
1: now we're going to talk about this. I'm curious. I'm right. Like, so, gonna, I mean, we've talked their we've talked like, about the band
0: happen. members already. Uh, it's Bolin, it's Mickey Finn, it's Steve Curry, and Bill Legend. That's probably right. Like we said, if we wanted to include some of those later years, it would be Gloria Jones. It would be uh, Dino Dines and, and just put some Davy of the alive Watton.
1: people in for crying out loud. Is Gloria still around? Yeah, yeah Gloria's still,
0: still, around. still around.
1: She's still kicking. Yeah, put yeah. her in. Hey, put her in.
0: But now who? Now, we've talked a lot about people who could potentially give the speech to induct them, but it's a question of also who inducts them and who performs in their stead, right? Yeah. do Not not necessarily the same people. I would say probably not the same. Does right.
1: Grovesville love them?
0: He loves everybody. Well, He loves
2: everyone, yeah, so that doesn't make it <laughs> special.
0: That's not special. It's, it's not that. special. Um, I think, I mean, Ringo there you go I think is a you're a reading my notes one. you stole you, you cribbed from my notes <laughs> but I think yeah I mean if they could get Ringo I mean and he obviously loved T-Rex and he did that movie with them
2: Ringo and or Elton John who was mm-hmm. also in that movie were my two choices for who would induct him because it shows here are these people who are like way more famous than T-Rex saying this this shit this is important is important yeah, yeah. and um, it would have been perfect to have David Bowie induct mm-hmm. T-Rex, but that's not an option anymore. They'll
1: probably get Brandon Flowers from the killers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I was thinking that, actually. I was like, yeah. I'm not even going to put that in the atmosphere. Right. I'm yeah. not going to put that in the universe because, it, I know that's what's probably going to happen. Uh,
0: I could see, I mean, and then there's a lot of uh, frequent Hall goers and speech makers like Bono or Michael Stipe or Dave Grohl who have cited T-Rex as an influence.
2: Yeah, but Bono did some speech that was like really embarrassing. It was it Bob-, yeah. Bob Marley? Bob yeah. Marley. Yeah, so you can't Jamaican.
1: Have Bono. Jamaican. Yeah. Jamaica.
2: yeah, you can't do that. Rastaman. That's what it was. Yeah, Jamaican. T-Rex. Yeah, no,
0: but I mean, if the hall could get Bono, they would get Bono. We both know. We all we all know that here.
2: Even, even hey, if it's ew.
1: my iPhone got Bono, didn't even have to try. Hey. <laughs> like... well,
2: you're getting Ringo Starr over Bono. Come on now. He well, was in the and Beatles. Ringo
1: was there just a couple of years ago. Yeah, when wasn't he was
2: inducted he? himself.
1: Was that just a few years ago?
2: It's 2015. Jeez Louise. Yeah. You have a
0: really good
1: uh, retention. It's his gift.
0: That's why, that's my curse. Uh. (laughs) That's why we have this podcast, because it's all, it has to get out, but it can't happen (laughs) at a party.
2: (laughs) And so the next question would be, who performs in place of this band where everyone's dead? I mean, you
0: mentioned King Princess, and like she's really hot right now and is... But it almost feels like a Gary Clark Jr. situation where it's like they glom on to somebody who's maybe not super famous but can do the material justice.
2: But what was the Gary Clark Jr. situation? What was that?
0: Yeah, so he he was showing up a lot because he's like the only modern blues oh. guitarist. So he was there for the I believe Stevie Ray Vaughan tribute and then oh, Albert okay. Albert King as well. That I mean that the. the Performers for tribute performances do not need to be as famous as the presenters. Right. So you can pull from more. And I think it, it feels right to. I mean, I feel like. I don't know if there is a connection, but St. Vincent, for whatever reason, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. feels right. But I don't have that any evidence right. to back it well, up. Well, and
1: I just think like kind of her style and her vibe, that feels right. And to see St. Vincent and King Princess perform together, <laughs> I, I would enjoy that. Yeah. If they did a kind of like...
2: A king and a saint?
1: <laughs> yeah, a king and a saint. <laughs> Dang. my God.
2: Um, I was I, I actually constructed a band to do this. Oh yeah. Uh-oh. Go ahead. There's so, three of
1: the notes. Here we go.
2: Who plays drums? Well, the guy who's still alive, original yeah, T Rex drummer Bill Legend, the legend himself. Although before I realized he was still alive, my choices for drummer were Ringo Starr or his son Zach Starkey. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Ring,
1: that's Ringo Starr's sons. Ringo of Ring of son is and I believe Zach Starkey? Starkey
2: was involved
0: in putting together that
2: tribute album. I, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And he's the drum current drummer of the Who, and then guitar Roland Bolin. Roland Bolin. Why Roland
1: not? This is dad. Roland, Roland, Roland Bolin.
2: Roland Bolin. Roland. <laughs> Bass Tommy Stinson of the, the replacements. replacements and Guns N' Roses, two bands who have covered T Rex in the past. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Good. And vocals. Here's where it's just like, let's just throw everybody up on the stage: Debbie Harry, Paul Westerberg, Susie Sue, Joe Elliott, Ian Hunter, Michael Stipe, Billy Idol, Generation X. Yeah. Let's so.
1: let's put them all together. That's
2: great. And when you reminding
0: me let's assign
1: them some harmonies. Reminding me <laughs> of
0: Joe Elliott makes me think like, oh, he's also a good candidate to do this. Oh
1: yeah, he is. And you know, he gave a good speech for their. Acceptance and he's yeah. got a good stage presence, and
0: and now he likes the hall. And now he yeah. likes yeah. the, the hall, hall, and
1: people loved him. People really did enjoy to see him.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, well, what do they play then? What are the, what are the three or four songs that they play? They, I think obviously they play Bang a Gong. They play 20th Century Boy.
1: They play Deborah. (laughs) They do not play Deborah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would not be against that. That is a very good song. (laughs) Um, maybe
1: throw in
2: Children of the Revolution, man. Yeah, Yeah. Children of the
1: the Revolution is actually the jam. Because that's
2: everyone yeah. It's sing.
1: actually
0: the that's, jam. That's actually good you jam at the end. You bring everybody
1: out. Yep. It's got an all the young dudes vibe. Yep. Uh-huh. Many people have covered it. You bring them out. You bring out all the stars, okay? Bring, You've the beard of stars.
2: The beard of stars. <laughs> bring out Ian Hunter. <laughs>
1: you bring, bring them out the all film. out. You got Mott the Hoople out there. You do them he's all. Hooping Every, who's, he's he's hooping it up. Billy Idol snarling. It's great. It is everybody. The flag is waving in the background. British flag. The British flag union jacks yeah. drop unfurl from the all sides. of Def
0: Leppard comes out of the unfurled flags it's, they've been they, hiding they up there all hiding, night they
1: roll down like um pink at the VMAs you Dur- know
0: Duran Duran dudes it's beautiful
1: everybody oh my gosh Adam Ant front and center Adam, shot out of a just, I mean
0: re, re, that's also someone Bring who like there. without question is just trying to be Mark Boland yeah Oh yeah, Thurston Thir- Moore,
2: Sonic Youth were big, oh, big T. Rex fans. Oh my gosh,
1: he's actually just playing from a seat in the audience. Though he did, he would not get up on stage. <laughs> he says, Nah, <when> dude. <laughs> I'm
2: not having this.
1: Oh, it's great, everybody. And actually, what happens is then the whole crowd, Super Bowl style. There's a light show. Everyone has
2: to hold <laughs> up Everyone a thing. Everyone has to
1: hold up a thing, and it makes Mark Boland's face.
2: Wow. wow. Yep. That's incredible. I'm for that. Is that three songs or four songs are allowed? They they it depends. It okay. depends. Some if
1: will you be were cut gonna throw for on time. A fourth,
2: um, either Jeepster or Telegram Sam. I think that
0: makes sense. I would say that. Uh, okay. Have you been to an induction ceremony? I have before? not.
2: If T Rex got in, would you go? Um, what city is it in? Cleveland. This year, it's in Cleveland.
1: Cleveland. Hey, it rocks.
2: Um, have you heard? <laughs> uh, is someone paying for my plane fare in my hotel?
1: you
3: wow. would get to hang out oh, so, with us that's is- a legit
1: question i know
0: but also why don't you answer the question in a fun way yeah <laughs> I had
2: to, if i had he's to,
1: being too he's like oh man if would i had to I pay, genuinely-
2: pay my own way to cleveland what was in new- what month is that take place may may, may. If, if, if it gave you an excuse to go to new york would you do it I guess there's more of an incentive there but I was just in New York so I'm kind of tired of that too. This is May. <laughs> well well if it was New York it wouldn't be for another year at any rate whatever. Yeah there'd be it would be more of an incentive if it was another year and it was in New York but Cleveland I have friends in Cleveland I just don't know I guess I would just go to be in the audience to be like, yay, T-Rex got in. Uh, you could do that from home uh,
0: watching Interesting, HBO. yeah. You can, you can be there for uh, a T-Rex tribute performance, a thing that happens all the time in your home. <laughs> yeah. Ben, on TV, come on, man anyway would you you you, you go we're, now. we're going we're this going. year regardless
2: so you're just down for it even though you don't care quote unquote about the rock you hall say you
1: say down for it like i'm like so hyped <laughs> when we go it's not the case it's your, when it's we Christian's... arrive i'm like i can't believe i'm gonna spend five hours watching this
2: do you get um do you pay your own way in there
1: oh yes really we certainly do yeah we're working what to does it some- cost it's, the
0: tickets were seventy bucks yeah. last year. That's not. It's like a rock but, concert. and it was yeah. in
1: New York, which was like fine and fun. We had a ton of other things, we to had do. things to do. We did right. shows. Yeah, it was like fine. Sense. Cleveland is going to be a different experience. It's a different experience. We're <laughs> trying to find some friends to hang But
0: you know, <laughs> if D-Rex gets inducted, we're, we'll call you yeah. up and we'll see if you change your mind. You yeah. know,
2: Cleveland might be one of the few places, or if there is only one city in the United States where their, their classic rock radio station plays anything other than Bang a Gong, it is in Cleveland. Like, they have a deep, deep understanding of that era of rock music. Um, mm-hmm. Your average Cleveland resident grew up listening to songs on the radio from that era that other people in other cities didn't in the united states i mean yeah, yeah so it's a really that, cool city do
1: you think if they got in the you know how like when we were there last year it was like you could see who's there for janet you could see who's there for death Leopard. <laughs> no, there's no way <laughs> like, top,
0: top hats are we gonna and see some w- people glitter? with glitter on <laughs>
1: are we gonna see some eye makeup i
0: mean i would love it but I, i would it. just
1: love it if we could tell who the t-rex fans were
0: i mean we'll find out that would be great for me but who's to say
1: those poor radiohead fans last year they all just blended right in Mm -hmm.
0: well ben thank you so much for for joining us and being a part of this podcast thanks we were so happy to have you and then someday maybe your son will be on this show (laughs) (laughs) it would only be
1: appropriate
2: i have a son he's a dog he's a little dog there we go his
1: favorite band (laughs)
0: I want to give you the opportunity to, obviously we talked about your book already, but you plug that away or anything else you'd like to get out there, social media, what have you.
2: I'm the author of a book that just came out. It's called Going Off, The Story of the Juice Crew and Cold Chillin' Records. BMG Books put it out. BMG, also the company that Will put out that T-Rex tribute, coincidentally. Hell yeah. And you can buy it on Amazon today. It is available as a physical book and as a Kindle. You can follow me on Instagram at Book. There is no G in that. It's Cold Chillin' Book, not Cold Chilling. Cold Don't chill, like some cold, people say. Cold Chilling
1: Book is like <laughs> actually either, Cold Chilling Book is either an ice cream recipe book or it's um, like a, a horror tales, cold you know. Chilling. Cold Chilling Book. Ooh. From the Twisted Mind,
0: um, Stephen King. Ben Merlis. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, yeah. awesome. Uh, you can find us at Rock Pod on Twitter and Instagram. RockHallPod at gmail.com is how you reach out to us if you want Kristen to see it. You're going to have to say that somewhere in the message. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode... Why don't you say Zinc Alloy
1: Zinc Alloy there Why don't you go. say Zinc
0: Alloy So we know you listen to this episode Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music Thank you to Joe Divine for the equipment Thank you to Dave Schilling And Chad Briggs for letting us record in the home I share with them And thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us I'm Joe Quazala
2: I'm
1: Kristen Studdard who
2: cares About the Rock Hall And when I Hi, I'm Cindy Howes.
0: Basic Folk is my podcast featuring honest conversations with folk
2: musicians.
3: A crisis is actually kind of exhilarating. You know what to do. I unplugged from the internet. I walked every day, even if it was five below. Uh, one day I walked. I hope you had a good pair of gloves. I did. Great. Thank you.
1: <laughs> can you talk about Bob Dylan? I can. Uh, how you met him and your favorite memory of him? Well not going to get that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast fosters the folk music community and showcases a genre that is often misunderstood. Ironically, basic folk features complex conversations about the human experience witnessed from an artistic angle.
0: Whatever I was telling myself in terms of like, oh, it's
2: like important for me to like just keep my personal life and my career separate. No matter how you kind of justify it, there's something that's not good for you. The psychological buildup over time even of just like having to check myself in conversation that's just like not healthy. How do you approach both of these like very straight worlds as a musician and as a human being who doesn't fit those stereotypes? I'm on a rainbow colored (laughs) unicorn flying at them and they, they don't know what to do with me but I'm there like a little bee. (laughs)
1: our definition of folk is extremely broad so you'll hear interviews from katie tunstall livingston taylor amanda shires and many more on basic folk available wherever you get your
0: podcasts or at cindyhouse.net basic folk is part of the pantheon podcast group thanks for listening okay bye